Good morning and welcome to Jew in the City Speaks with your host, Allison Josephs, also known as Jew in the City. Today we have a couple interesting guests. Um, as uh, many of you who have listened before know, Jew in the City's mission is to break down stereotypes about religious Jews. And I would say some of the biggest stereotypes and some of the biggest issues that people have with Orthodox Judaism is the role of women within it. Um, and I think, you know, despite the fact that it's 2015, there's a lot of misunderstandings about what women are and aren't able to do. I think a lot of people still believe that Orthodox women are not allowed to have careers. And if they do, then, you know, they have to be very sort of uh, standard around the mill. Um, and so today we're going to be speaking to a couple uh, women who kind of do uh, stereotype-defying careers. Um, the first woman that we're speaking to today, her name is Sipora Gelman. Um, on one hand, she is a Rebbitzin. She is uh, the Rebbitzin of a large shul in Chicago, um, Kehilat Chovavet Zion. Um, actually spoke uh, at the shul about a year ago almost. Um, and on the other hand, she is a Zumba expert. She teaches um, what she calls actually frumba. Frum is a Yiddish word for meaning religious, and so she's combined Zumba with frumba. And she has these uh, classes in Chicago and has caused, uh, you know, a lot of buzz around them. So we're going to bring uh, Tipora on the line today to talk about how she balances being a Rebbitzin and a, a Zumba instructor. <laughs> Tipora, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Thank you so much. I'm honored to be on your show. Uh, it's our pleasure. So um, if you could just, I guess, give us a little bit of a background, um, sort of just first religiously, how did you grow up? Were you, were you always observant? or? No, I actually did not grow up observant. Um, my parents um, raised me in Twin Rivers, New Jersey, which is a small community um, in South Jersey. I lived on the New Jersey Turnpike. Um, but they wanted to send me to Jewish day school, sort of as like a promise to my grandparents that they would keep me, um, you know, keep me in the, in the face, um, but only to a certain degree. They didn't want me to go too crazy. Um, and Can I ask you a question? So did, did you, I, was your community there, was Rabbi Gewurz from Partners in Torah in Twin Rivers when you were there? Yes, Rabbi Gewurz was there, Rabbi Friedman was my principal. Okay, fine, because um, we had Rabbi Gewurz um, on a few weeks ago talking about how Partners in Torah began. Was your family learning with Partners in Torah while that was happening, or...? No, so my my family wasn't, but I was. When Got I was it. in high school, I was connected to, um, I had a Haruta who came on Tuesday nights down to Twin Rivers to learn with me. Um, so, yeah, I mean, what ended up happening, I mean, my parents, so they're in their wildest dreams, never imagined that it would happen, but I spent a Shabbos when I was in third grade in Lakewood at one of my teacher's homes, and I came home and told my parents, this is what I want for my life. And mm -hmm. it was in... Yeah, it was a you know a, a long process, but um, but thank God, yeah, I decided to become Orthodox, and um, was truly deeply inspired by my teachers. By um, I was also involved in NCSY, so I had a lot of really great, uh, phenomenal role models um, to kind of guide me and guide my family through the process. My family is still not Orthodox, but they are so loving and accepting of everything that you know, I've become, and in particular, the fact that I'm married to a rabbi, um, which many people kind of would think is kind of crazy that a non-Orthodox family would think that, um, you know, their daughter being a Rebbitzin, but it's actually something that my parents are very, very proud of. Was that something that you were thinking at a certain point, that being a Rebbitzin was a goal in the future, or sort of you married the <laughs> you rabbi know, and became the Rebbitzin? I don't know if you ever really um, think of 
being a Robinson as a career. I mean, I grew up really as a as a bat by it in the house of Rabbi Aaron and Elke Grumman um, in Turnovers, and I was definitely inspired by the life that they led. And when pursuing a spouse, I definitely wanted someone who had strong Torah values. And I, I think part of me definitely has the leadership qualities and sort of maybe I didn't realize it um, as blatantly, but I think definitely it was sort of where I was headed. Um, and so, so yeah, I mean, I guess I, I live out my dream every day. Um, but at points I didn't necessarily always realize that, that was what I wanted, but, you know, thank God. Um, it's where I'm at now. So you did not have plans to become a Rebison, but life sort of turned out that way. How about um, being an exercise guru? Is that something that, as a child, you... <laughs> so that totally was not expected. I grew up, um, I was always a chubby kid, always, um, you know, very confident, and, and um, it never really bothered me that I was overweight, um, which actually ended up being kind of a problem because by the time... I had my third child, I was 275 pounds, wow. unable to walk up the stairs, um, but I didn't even realize how bad it was um, until one day my husband said, you know, I'm really concerned, like, I, I, it's not, you know, we, we only had, like, eight stairs in the house, we lived in a ranch, and I would come up the stairs huffing and puffing, and so um, we decided to join a gym, and I started exercising, but, like, I would still go home and eat, like, chocolate bars and totally, you know, whatever I had burnt in the class, in the classes that I was attending, I ended up, you know, it was a total wash with the things that I would eat afterward. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then I stepped foot into a Zumba class, and my parents are actually South American or Colombian, mm-hmm. and I stepped into a Zumba class, and I was like, this is an exercise, this is fun. And that really started me on a journey of really finding myself and, and finding a way to eat healthy and sort of balance um, balance out the spiritual part of my life as a Revitin to now becoming someone who's really a sort of health Revitin for a lot of people in the community. Um, I ended up becoming a Zumba instructor because my instructor was like, you have a gift, you have a talent, you have to use it, and you have to share it with your community. And so I... Um, I asked a couple of women to come to a class. There were about 15 women in the first class. The next class had like 30 and the next class had like 40 and we suddenly grew out of our space and um, thank God it's just continued to grow. And I think, you know, between my story of inspiration and losing weight, that was definitely a way to get the women to come in to my classes, but it's really become much more than just an exercise class. It's really become what I like to think of as both a balance of working and nurturing our physical bodies, but it's also become sort of a um, a a um, canvas for me to utilize my spiritual growth as well. So my email group always receives sort of motivational Divrei um, Torah at times, or even just about my personal story at times. Um, before you know, during holidays, like before Purim, I kind of always try to talk about, you know, um, how I've always wanted to meet Esther Hamalka and some of the challenges that she faced that I could relate to. So it's kind of been a, a really cool balance for me um, to, to, and a great platform for me to share my story with these women. And it's brought together so many different facets of the community. I mean, very often people think that Orthodox people don't exercise, or if they do exercise, then 
it's got to be in the privacy of their own home or it has to be with certain very strict parameters. What this has allowed the women in the Chicago community to do is really be able to come to a safe place where they're amongst women. So it's still, you know, quote unquote, a kosher environment. Um, but you've got women coming who cover their hair. You have women coming who don't cover their hair. You have women who come and wear skirts. You have women who come and take off their skirts and wear pants. You have women who are completely unaffiliated in any way, shape, or form, but come because it's just a place of acceptance. Um, so it's a, it's it's pretty cool. It's really fun. There's nothing more that I love doing than teaching my Zumba classes. Um, is is Frumba different than Zumba in any way? Or just a catchy no, it's name? No, really not. I mean, I'm a licensed Zumba instructor. I took the, you know, I took the necessary um, requirements from Zumba, and I'm also AFA certified um, in group fitness. So I wanted to make sure that I, you know, did everything right according to a group fitness. Um, so that in, if, in theory, if I wanted, if there was ever a women's gym, I could teach in it. But um, the reason I called it Frumba was because. I was catering to what I thought was a from community, but ended up being much more than I expected because we do have people that come that aren't affiliated. I do bat mitzvahs for kids um, that, don't, you know, don't necessarily have an affiliation with the Orthodox community, um, but it certainly put a positive light for those people on, you know, their perspective of what Orthodox Judaism is. Have, do you have any stories of anyone who's come to the class and had sort of a, a surprise of, you know, seeing something different than what they thought Orthodox women were like or were able to well, do? I definitely or? have women who contact me um, who say, like, do I have to be Orthodox to come? And as soon as I say no, absolutely not. I mean, we've had non-Jewish. I have, I have a couple of non-Jewish clients who come as well, and um, and they're just, like, that already makes them feel comfortable when you tell them, like, you don't have to be, you know, no one's checking you at the door to see what, you know, what you do on Shabbos and how you keep kosher or if you keep kosher at all. Um, and I think it's it's kind of cool because, like, like, the question that you asked, is it Zumba or is it Zumba? It really is Zumba class. I mean, it, yeah. it is, it, you know, it's, it's a great workout, um, very often dancing um, it, to the outside, to it, within the Orthodox community. It's very... You know, people get nervous about it. They think like, oh, okay, how can it be tenuous? How can it be modest? But really every single move that I do in my classes, I, it always has a fitness purpose. If we're squatting, it's to work our, you know, to work our glutes. If we're, if we're in, in quads, if, if we're, um, you know, any move that we do, I really try to make it so that it has a fitness purpose. Nothing is meant to be provocative in any way, shape, or form. Um, and so it kind of, it kind of, you know, it, it's just it's just fun, good old working out fun with friends, with people who would never have associated with each other, you know, beforehand. I mean, I have women from the ultra, ultra Orthodox community who say to me, I used to go to the supermarket and I would, you know, push my car through the aisles and I wouldn't know anybody. And now I push my car through the aisles and I, I say hello to people who I, in my wildest dreams, I never would have ever imagined knowing, um, mm. which, you know, it just creates a really special community, really a feeling of, of friendship and camaraderie. Well, Chicago's the nicest city together. anyway. I mean, when my husband and I went to Chicago, how many years ago? For his 15th, for his, uh, 15th year uh, high school reunion, there were literally people stopping on the street just watching us walk and say, like, are you lost? Can we give you a ride? I was like, 
is this a movie or something? It's really the nicest city ever. Um, has it there is, been? It is a very special community. Now that I said you're the nicest city ever, has there been any pushback or any resistance to you know uh, a Rebbitzin leading a class that some people might say is suggestive or not appropriate or? Um, you know, I'm def- I'm sure there are definitely congregants of mine who don't would never step foot in my class because they. Um, maybe have this preconceived notion of what a Zumba instructor looks like, and they don't want the Revitzin role to look, be painted in any way. But it's never actually come to my attention. No one has ever actually said it, to, you know, to my face. Um, you just need to get a blog, I mean, then you'll get comments. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I said right? you need to get a blog, and then you'll get then you'll get the negative comments. I'm, I'm joking. I'm just saying. You know, exactly. Like, so. <laughs> right. I try not to open myself up for too much criticism. Um, and I'm sure that you know. I'm sure that people have what to say, but I've learned in the role of Revitin that you kind of just, you have to just keep your purpose, keep your focus, know that what you're doing is a godly thing. And, and somehow, you know, anytime anything has ever come up, if I can even think of a few examples, I, I definitely feel like, I really feel like what I'm doing is, is Torah. When I'm teaching my classes and I'm, you know, dancing and getting people to sweat and women have lost hundreds of pounds collectively coming to these classes, that it to me is there's no contradiction. That is, you know, that is godly in my, you know, in my opinion. And when I leave this world, hopefully at 120 years, I feel like I'll be able to say, yeah, like I really, I really did what I thought I was meant to do here. You know, you said you said you were 275 pounds um, when your husband said something needs to be done. What was the? Can you tell us a little bit about like the process from the first time you discovered the, that first Zumba class to the time you became an instructor? How long did that go? What was your own personal journey like? And do you, did you keep track of how long it took to lose the weight? Is something that you could talk about? Or yeah, definitely. Um, so I we joined the gym and for like about a month and a half. Like I said, I was exercising and going through these classes. I mean, I really couldn't move much. I, I, it was very very challenging, and I know that feeling for a lot of people of like, I can't step foot in a room. I can't step, people tell me all the time, I can't come to your class because I'm just too scared. I know that feeling of being terrified, that you're just so big, you're going to take up all the space in the room or that you're not going to be able to move or you're going to pull something because you're so out of shape. Um, but I don't know, something, I guess, about my husband saying to me finally, like, it's time, um, you know, struck a chord in me. And so I went to those classes for about, like, a month and a half. And then um, I was actually in my daughter's school, and this woman approached me in the hallway, and she was very bold, and she just came up to me and was like, you look so unhappy, and I can help you. And I was like, I am so unhappy. And I started crying. It was a very emotional thing. And I think that I was at a point where I could be open to hearing, you know, someone tell me that I was unhappy and just opening up and saying that I was. And she guided me really on how to change my eating. Um, whereas I was going to the gym and being proactive about exercise, I really wasn't working on how I was eating. And so she came over that day and we went through my fridge and she, she was a nutritionist and she helped me to, to make dinner that night. And she's like, just eat this for tonight and see how it goes. And then call me in the morning and, you know, we can, we can talk about tomorrow if you're ready for tomorrow. And then I kind of just went through this like one day at a time mentality. Um, and the weight came off quickly. I basically, at that point, I had eliminated sugar and white flour from my diet. Um, and I really just truly believe that Hashem put me, like, on that date, it was April 23rd, I, on that day, at that time, in that hallway of my daughter's school, and that woman being there so that 
some, it was just the right time, the right person, the right place to get me started on the journey. I just needed someone to reach out to me and tell me they could help me and that I could do it. And the weight just fell off. I mean, the first month I lost like 15 pounds, the next one 12 pounds. Overall, it took about, I would say, a year and a half. I went from a size 24 to a size 4 or 6. Wow. Um, yeah, and um, I lost 135 pounds in the, in the course of that time. Um, and then since then, I've had two babies. Um, so, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I gained a little weight in my pregnancies, um, but nothing like in the pregnancies that I'd had beforehand. Um, and, I mean, I worked out with my second-to-last baby. I worked out hours before I had him, and he was born within... 20 minutes. Like it was a miraculous, amazing labor just because I was in such amazing shape and I was back to working out four weeks later, as is the case with this last baby that I just had. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, it's, and that was, it's been about four years now since I started the process. And um, I really just try to be healthy. I try to eat healthy. I incorporate all the different food groups into every single one of my meals. Um, I eat three meals a day and uh, I work out. I offer nine classes a week. I don't teach all of my classes. I have someone who works for me teach two of them, but I teach. I basically work out every day of the week, um, and it's it. I just feel like I was given such a gift to have the second chance at life. I'm pretty sure that I would have died young at the rate that I was going because I was going nowhere fast and I was not stopping. I, I eating was just. I loved food. I I couldn't stop eating, so. I really feel like what I've been through and my experiences are sort of just for me to help other people now. So I do it in the form of Zumba Chicago, um, but, you know, I try to inspire people who even who don't want to come to Zumba or aren't necessarily interested in group fitness atmosphere, so just to coach them through um, the process of losing weight. But I, I will say it's not just about losing weight. It's also really about loving yourself and realizing that Hashem loves you, that God loves you. Because I think a lot of it was that I had all this self-hatred. And, you know, I mean, I've seen you talk about this a lot, the, the body image that problems that people have today, the magazines and all these yeah. the crazy stereotypes and standards that we put on ourselves for what we're supposed to look like. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's such a shame because we we have this beating heart inside our bodies. We breathe, you know, every second of the day, and, it, and we should love our bodies instead of. The, I, I mean, I have so many clients who talk, "Oh, my butt is so big, and my this is so big, and how do I?" You know, I always say, like, just look in the mirror and just be grateful you're alive, and try to love the parts of you that you know that you can, and and let go of the things that you can't because you know it's 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 just it's very scary what we're what we're seeing today, how we're raising our daughters today. Um, it's I just try to promote a lot of self love. Amazing. So we're we're just about out of time now. Um, I guess just just one quick closing question, if you could sum it up. You know, I brought you here today to talk about some you know different uh, options or sort of stereotype defying things that an Orthodox woman could do in terms of career. But you're just sort of an inspirational person in general. So um, you were in a place where you were really in a almost life-threatening situation and in like a year and a half you turned yourself around completely do you have any advice for anyone at home who's listening now who feels like they're in an impossible situation they don't know how to change it or anything about you know sort of the power of 
you know, what's within or to overcome adversity, you know, kind of where, where does that strength come from? Are there any sort of general um, thoughts you have about what a person can tap into to get past maybe whatever hurdle that, that might be holding them back now? Totally. Um, I would say that if I can do it, anyone can do it. And I think that the strength really comes from within and it comes from Hashem, it comes from God. There's no question in my mind that the whole process that I've been through in my life of being a Bashuva, becoming a Revitin, becoming a fitness instructor, you know, having lost all the weight, all of those things, I can see very, very clearly along the way, every step of the way that Hashem has guided me to be in this place. So what I would tell people, number one is, if I can do it, you can do it. I didn't have stomach surgery. I didn't do anything drastic. I really took one day at a time, one step at a time, and I gave myself credit for the things that I did slowly but surely. It all came together for me. I would say if you're looking to be inspired to get on the track of good health, of taking care of yourself, that self-care doesn't just come from going to a fitness class. It comes from all different things. Uh, For some people, it's getting a manicure. For some people, it's, you know, putting lotion on their feet. Whatever it is for you, do something to nurture and love yourself physically so that, and spiritually, so that you sort of can guide yourself in the direction of, of taking care of yourself. I know that I put everything else before me when I was overweight. Everything. My shul, my, my, my family, my now my life is completely different. I have to put myself first so that I can take care of all the other things that are important. I would also say that it really, really helps to get a friend Tell your, set up, just like we do with, with spiritually, we set up a chavrusa, set up a, uh, a fitness friend, you know, make yourselves accountable to each other. This friend who saw me in the hallway, I mean, she wasn't even a friend, she was a stranger to me at the time, now she's a friend, but she she made herself available to me. Make yourself available to someone, say, hey, you want to go to the gym tonight, you want to go for a walk tonight, and on New York, it's uh, it's snowing, so maybe we would go for a walk, but, but when you have someone to do it with, when you have someone to learn with, when it comes to tour, when you have someone to, to work out with, it makes it so, so much easier. I, I highly recommend doing a food log um, to track how you're eating. Even if you're not eating right, just looking on paper and seeing what you're eating very often is a big smack in the face to make you realize that you're not eating well. Um, I have so many other recommendations. Maybe we could do another talk another time. Um, but um, I would say that, that, that the strength really does come from within because if you if we believe that we are children of Hashem, if we believe that we're children of God and that He loves us so, so incredibly and so deeply, then we're worth it. We're worth taking care of ourselves. We're worth um, nurturing our both our physical and spiritual selves so that we can be those precious children of God. Well, thank you so much for your inspirational words, and I hope uh, someone out there listening today um, has been inspired to kind of take back maybe something that they're working on. Thanks so much for joining us, and have a great day. Thank you so much. You too. And that was a super inspirational uh, story from um, from Sipora Gelman. And we're going to bring on another uh, woman who defies stereotypes, an Orthodox woman who has a career path that uh, is pretty unexpected. Her name is Shosh Passarel, and she is an animation student at FIT. Good morning, Shosh, and thanks for joining us. 
Hi, Allison. Thanks for having me. Yeah, sure. Pleasure. So um, what's special about Shoshenju in the city is that she actually is part of our team. She uh, was the animator for our animated short, Green Eggs No Ham, which we released right before the high holidays. Um, and I guess there's we probably haven't met too many uh, other Orthodox women studying animation. Am I right, Shosh? Yeah, that's that's true. There aren't too many people who you know say that they're in New York and they're in school and then they end up saying that they're going for animation. So could you tell uh, our listeners first, like, a little bit about your Jewish background? Were you always observant? Did you become observant, you know, later on? Like, what, what was that journey for you like? Or not a journey at all? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I was really distant from my whole life. Um, but my father is a Baal from Turkey. And cool. my mother's a Gira. So I think that definitely has something to do with me feeling like I, you know, open-minded about career choices and stuff like that. And where did you grow up? I grew up in Indiana, actually, Gone. South Bend, right. Indiana. So, okay, so Jewish, uh, Jewish schools your whole life, Orthodox your whole life. And when did you get yep. interested in animation? So, honestly, I think my whole life I was interested in it. I just didn't realize that it was an actual job. And <laughs> <laughs> um, when I actually found out that you can do that as a career and get paid for it, it was like the best day of my life. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just, it puts together my, my love of computers and um, of art, obviously. Yeah. And it also, I just really love the ability to create emotions in other people. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of fun. So what age did you make this discovery that, yes, this is a thing you can get paid to do? Um, I think I was probably, I would say it was my second year of seminary, actually. Um, okay. I was in Israel. Mm -hmm. And um, my mother was throwing out these ideas at me. She was like, oh, what about animation? I was like, that's a job. <laughs> 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 and did you, you grow up so, watching yeah. cartoons or? Yes, definitely. Okay, and I always would watch those bits at the end of animated features where they showed, you know, the, the animation bloopers and they were creating the characters. I thought that was so cool. So. So, and so what was the, the path for you like? So you went to Jewish high school, you went and studied in Israel for a couple of years. How did you figure yeah. out where you wanted to go next? What was the next stage for that? Well, yes, I went to Beit Yaakov High School in Indiana, and then I did uh, two seminary years. And then afterwards, I have a lot of family in New York, and my sister went to FIT also. Oh, cool. So, and I, you know, I moved here with a few friends, so it just, it made a lot of sense. And it, it wasn't really weird to me at all to decide to go for this kind of career and make my way over to FIT. Like, with my parents, it's really normal. Uh-huh. And um, did you have any other role models growing up of Orthodox women that you knew that were doing kind of out-of-the-box things or following your dreams or more people doing standard types of jobs? or? Um, I mean, not, not, that, I, not that I can to mind. think of off the top of my head, but in Indiana, it's not really... It's, it's more out-of-town, obviously. It's, it's less New York-y, so it's not oh. that everyone you know, grows up and they become teachers or they become uh, special ed, you know, or right. speech therapy or anything like that. For them, right. it's just whatever you want to do, it's a possibility. But it's just, it was just perfectly normal growing up my whole life to do whatever you I fancied, you know. And have you found any challenges so far in your, how, how far along are you in, uh, in animation school? So I am in my sixth semester. Okay. I have another year and a half. Um... Are there challenges I mean, being the only, a religious Jew? Uh, and, sorry, and, I'm the only, sorry? Oh, I'm saying, are there challenges being a religious Jew in, in FIT, in animation school? Has anything come up unusual, or it's, it's pretty, they're, right. they're pretty flexible? 
So um, up until this degree in animation, I've always had some Jews in my class, and I always you know, gravitated towards them. <laughs> um, but in this degree, I'm the only Jew, let alone religious Jew. I'm the only Jew wow. at all. Wow. So it is a little bit, yeah, it is a little bit difficult just because it's hard to explain, you know, when I have to leave early on Fridays and right. stuff like that. But there, I, I haven't come up upon anyone who's been rude or, you know, anything like that. Like, everyone's very open-minded about it, and they think it's cool that, like, there's a Jewish woman in the animation school, you know? Yeah, cool. Do you have any advice for any of the listeners at home, anyone younger or maybe anyone not quite as young but maybe looking for a career path? Any advice on how to, you know, maybe do something that's atypical or out of the box or, you know, follow your dreams? Any words of inspiration? Um, well, I would just say that there's nothing wrong with exploring what you love to do because um, once you find what you love to do, that's what you're going to be best at. And that will ultimately make you happiest. So there's no real, real reason to force yourself into what everyone else is doing. Um, I, just, I, just, I really wish everyone would just take a moment and think about what they actually want to do. I've seen so many people go to special ed school and all those types of normal, quote-unquote, careers, and they yeah. really hate it. Right. So, yeah, I just wish you everyone would. Not be afraid to dream big. When you wish upon a star. Exactly. Sorry? All right. Well, thank you so much for, for taking time out uh, to speak to us today. And I'm sure, you know, uh, maybe there's some kids out there that have discovered that animation can be a paid career as well. Some people out there doodling. And uh, <laughs> we wish you a lot of luck. Um, and, you know, God willing, we'll uh, see you in a, in a movie one day or your drawings in a movie. <laughs> thank you so much. Okay. Have a great day. And there we have it, a Frimba Zumba uh, Rebitson instructor in Chicago, a um, animation student in New York. Um, you certainly can't have every career option uh, when you're observing Jewish law. Um, and obviously, Orthodox Jewish women have families to balance just like all women do. So there's always that pull and that tension. Um, but you know, uh, earlier this week, I was talking to a reporter for a speaking gig that I have in uh, Phoenix. Uh, later this month and she said to me well you're out of the box you do something atypical but aren't you the exception and I think the more that we hear from people who are doing out of the box exceptional things not that there's not anything wrong with um, more of the you know uh, expected careers um, as long as people enjoy those things but the more that people see that this is possible this is happening the more I think freedom people have to to live a type of of Judaism that um, is both spiritually satisfying and also, you know, personally satisfying. And I think that is win-win. Thank you so much for listening to Jew in the City Speaks. And uh, we'll be here same time, same place next Thursday.